What's up, people? What's up, brigadiers? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening, everyone? What's happening, man? I'm happy to be here. It is, uh, we're starting late today. We're starting late, Phil. I can't stop talking. Yeah, me too. Sorry. I'm already amped because I drank like half my coffee, dude. Like, I'm you back know, I'm... on the real deal oh, today. Oh, boy. Thank, kept... Ladies and gentlemen. I keep, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to not go full blast, but the, the, definitely the last couple of days I've been having the, full coffee like that yeah and not the decaf at all this is, this is the weird thing about this this whole quarantine thing man you you gotta live you know there are certain things we're restricted on so many things that like certain things i'm like you know what i don't care i'm doing it yeah I've, I've just, been i've been on the the grown-up sauce every day <laughs> haven't been drunk not haven't been drunk oh, oh really the beer beer whiskey <laughs> wine <laughs> Freaking vodka, martinis, you just whatever, dude. Just oh man, six o'clock rolls around. It's time. Dang. And like, it's nothing like crazy. It's yeah. like, Casual. it's like three or four beers. Just hang out. Just enough to get me bloated. Casual but <laughs> consistent. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it is like, where do I gotta be? Where do I gotta be right now? Oh, I don't goodness. gotta be anywhere. Just. Let me crack open something nice for myself. I've been doing the, like, I've just been feeling like I need it. I've been so tired. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, being on quarantine with two young kids, and then, like, we're both, me and my wife are both trying to work as much as possible, but we have to, you yeah. know, do tag team because, like, we, not, only one of us can work at a time, and the other one is just, like, full blast on kid d- details. <laughs> <laughs> Which is mostly me, honestly. Like I'm, I'm like stay at home dad right now. But it's, it's so dude, great, it's exhausting, dude. You like you sent me some videos after the show on on last Monday, and it was a complete circus, dude. Just kids yelling and screaming, running around. Oh my, yeah, dude. You have no, <laughs> dude, look at this. I, I don't know if I can spin my computer all the way around, but I'm gonna show you a fort that I built. Oh my god! <laughs> Full on tent in your house, yeah. <laughs> and that's I actually disassembled like half of it. That was it was it was oh taking up our, our whole music room. You're um, you're the coolest dad ever, dude. Like my dad oh, never built forts. I don't, I don't know about that. I'm trying to be. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, were they just stoked like to have a fort in their the practice room? Oh yeah, we've been doing forts a lot, but this one Dang. we've got this like modular construction stuff that's basically these like plastic balls with a lot of holes in them mm-hmm. on different they're kind of like they're angle i don't know they're these balls that are like angled off like uh, a multi-sided die you know like that yeah yeah but they've got little holes in each side and then there's all these plastic tubes so that you stick the all the tubes connect to the different joint balls and then right. you can make these massive any you know any structures you can think of and then Dang. i just put i put sheets on them um <laughs> so they're like a tent and stuff but it's yeah we've been we've been doing a lot of forts it's been it's been fun but dude it's exhausting my my cat likes forts dude like we we put blankets on the couch so they don't get their fur all over everything and Every time I'm like, babe, where's Max? And then I like walk up to the couch and it's like, oh, what's that? It's like, I, 
he's like under the blanket, like where he built like a little fort with his oh. like with the couch. <laughs> Dude, my day after I have a full day of lessons, my head is spinning being with kids like for that amount of t- today is that day. Like podcast and then boom, I'm into lessons and like yeah. I can't even I can't even imagine what it would be like where you're like, "Okay, I'm not off work and I can crack open a dad soda now." It's like Mm-mm. no. You're just full blast until it's time to go to BED. Yeah, full blast until those kids. Yeah, it's usually, I'm not like, I don't have any adult relaxing time until like nine or 10 at night. Dang. And, and, and then, the, and we get up at like, I'm really lucky because my wife lets me sleep in till like eight or seven, <laughs> seven thirty usually. But usually she's up at like six thirty with the kids. I don't even know uh, that, like, even when I'm, like, trying to wake up early, the earliest I'll wake up these days, like, during daylight savings is 8 o'clock. Like, and that is early for me. Like, okay, I like, I shouldn't say that, because if I need to, I'm talking about during quarantine. If I need to, I can wake up early and get things done. And I should be doing more with, like, playing and, excuse me, and stuff. But um, quarantine is really... uh. I'm not trying to just like phone it in and be like, forget it. Cause I've had some stuff to do. Like I've had some, some different things to do, but yeah, for the most part, it's like, dude, like this, the dude at the studio, um, one of the dudes that's, that does the engineering here. He's like, he, he has like a normal day job, but he's been off for weeks. And I'm like, t- we were talking like, man, I hope it just doesn't like, I don't, I don't really like, I want I still have ambitions to do more with like brigade and all this stuff. So I'm like, I'm worried that it's just going to go back to normal. And I'm like, I don't really want to go back to playing six days a week at, at these nonsense gigs. Like I was making good money, but yeah. Yeah. And so he's like, dude, I'm living my best life right now. He's like, if I could ride this out as long as I can, he's like, I'm riding this thing out. He's like, if you think that I didn't wake up at six o'clock, I mean, at two o'clock today, he's like, <laughs> he's like, I literally woke up when sleep was done. He's like, and now here I am at the studio just like writing music. When sleep like, was done. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my gosh. I'm like, that. yeah, I can't do that. I still like, I have things to do, but it is, I mean, we have literally sunk into this like, I've settled into like, okay, this is not, this is life now, you know, like I wake up and it's nice to be like, okay, well, I don't really have too many worries. Like I would like to make some more money, but I would like some more students, you know, I would like more happening with the podcast or whatever. But for the most part, man, like I'm kind of just like, okay, well, here's another day. You know, what am I going to do with my wife today? Am I going to hang out? That's because we don't have kids, Phil. It is. <laughs> it is definitely because of that. Oh man. Um all right guys. Well anyways, today is um a good it's a good day. It's a good show. It's good everything, Phil. Everything is good. Um uh this is the Drum Brigade podcast episode 82 uh you know and all that stuff. You can listen to this podcast on all the platforms you get your podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Overcast, Radio Public and drumbrigade.com. You can download it there. You can get all kinds of information. Um, we send out a weekly email. I got to look into that because we've only been getting one click from our email list. And like, so um, I got to add more people, but there isn't really a way to, on our website now, there isn't really a way to sign up for our email list. So I need to make a button for that too. 
again, thinking out loud, like we always do on this show. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there used to be a button that said, join the brigade and I would put you on our email list. And I took that away. Um, and so now I need to just be like, join our email list, um, and all that stuff. So anyways, um, yeah. Um, drum brigade, it's a thing that we do. It's brotherhood of drums. We do a lot of different things to, um, kind of maintain and promote our, our mission statement, which is camaraderie over competition. So we have, um, the podcast where we give drummers and drum teachers and people enthusiasts, um, a voice to be heard. We, uh, also have apparel so that we can give drummers and people an identity, um, to be associated with the brigade and be associated with the drum community. And we offer drum lessons. Um, and we do events. We used to sheds and stuff like that, but we don't, we don't really do that anymore because we're on quarantine, Phil. So, um, anyways, uh, me and Phil offer private remote lessons. So you don't have to get those Ronas and, um, you can just hit us up on our websites or on the Drum Brigade website. Drum Brigade website is probably the best way if you can't find me and Phil's websites. But um, you just got to hit that contact form or you got to hit that sign up button and then we'll get you dialed. Um, we have lots of content, video stuff. I have tons of videos up now, dude. Just millions. <laughs> and it's all, on, it's all on my YouTube page. It's just called the Drum Brigade. Um, millions. Yeah. And then me and Phil have websites, philpardell.com, philpardell.com, P-H-I-L-P-H-I-L-P-H-I-L-P-A-R-D-E-L-L.com, Corey, K-O-R-E-Y, K-I-N-G-S-T-O-N.com, Corey Kingston.com. You can see all that stuff. I haven't added a lot of my videos to my website, but I did add a teaching page. So you can find lessons on there as well. I'm about to revamp my whole website. I just don't have time. When this new album drops from Shuffle and Bang, um, we'll have to update that. Um, something cool. One of my favorite companies in the world is doing Masters of Maple. Um, best drums in the world, Phil. Nope. I don't care what you say. <laughs> Anyways, if no, you're not great. playing Masters of Maple, you're not a real drummer. I'm not a real right. drummer. <laughs> Uh, Masters of Maple has partnered with Music Cares and the Grammy Foundation. Um, so they're giving back to musicians that need help, like me and you, Phil. Um, well, me, not you, Phil, because not me. They're not apparently ex- they closed the doors. No more applications accepted till they get more funding. So go what buy Masters of Maple snare drum right now. True. Yes. They, I, from what I hear, they're getting a lot of funding, but there is a lot of people out there that are claiming to be musicians and taking money from us because we are actually musicians. We don't do anything else. Yep. And um, there's other full, there's other fools out there that are like working jobs. Like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm a full-time musician. And then they're getting their money. Don't get me on that soapbox. Anyways, a lot of people are scamming, you know, and there are people out there with needs. So anyways, masters of maple, let's get back to the real thing. Okay. Yeah. Masters of maple is doing something cool, partnering with them to help musicians like us. Um, they're doing a limited re-release of the Trash Talk Snare, and um, all the proceeds go to the COVID-19 Relief Fund. They are only doing 10 pieces, so a 5 by 14 and a, and a 6... Or, uh, they're doing 5 5 by 14s and they're doing 5 6.5 by 14s. They're seamless aluminum shells, two-tone plating with gold lugs, and um, I, don't think, I don't think there's many of them left. Last week, we had Sahir and Channing Holmes on 
great episode, by the way. Yeah, that was um, a hoot. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, last week they had some, like only a few sold because it only dropped last week. So this week, I think there's still some more available. And, um, if you guys want to get one, it just go to mdrums.com. It went live last week. Cinco, I mean, uh, Cuatro de Mayo, uh, <laughs> May 4th. Um, they will ship immediately because they were shipping at the end of the week last week. So, um, so now if you order one, it will ship right away. And all the proceeds go to the COVID relief fund, COVID-19 relief fund. So very right. cool. All right. Um, other than that, yeah, man, we just, we got a great show um, coming up. We have um pretty cool dude, man. Um, I don't know if like a ton of, he's not like, um, he's, well, he's, he's the owner of a drum school in um, Pomona, California. Or no, Rancho Cucamonga, I think. Um, his name is Kyle Schweikhard. I don't, I don't, I know I'm not saying his, his, his name right. I'm, it's, it's very German, Phil. I don't know how to say it. Or maybe it's, I don't know. Maybe it's, who knows what it is? Maybe it's Austrian. I don't know. I don't know, but it's, his name is Kyle. Okay. <laughs> I'm just freaking butchering this, dude. <laughs> Kyle is coming up. He's the owner of Drum Sync Academy. In uh, Rancho Cucamonga, we're going to just chat it up with him, drum teacher to drum teachers. And um, we're going to just, you know, talk about him and what he's doing for kids and how he's conducting his lessons now and, and um, you know, all that stuff. So I feel like that's a cool, it's a cool guest for us because we do similar stuff. We started with a drum school and um, so very cool. I feel like me and him have had the same vision of what we wanted to do with our business at one point in time. So I met him at Nam show. He's going to come on, ha- hang out with us, play the wheel of death and all of that jazz. Um, all right. So he's coming up in a few minutes. Let's get into it. Funky Phil. Yeah. Oh man. Guess what? Funky Phil. What? We're about to have some way better audio on this end because I ordered some things. What'd you get? I ordered the L12, the Zoom L12. Oh, for real? I ordered it. Yeah, I ordered oh, it. Man, I'm jealous. I don't know how to use it. I've been watching videos like crazy. I cannot wait for this thing to come. I cannot wait. I'm peanut butter and jealous. How about one of those two? <laughs> <laughs> you have a dope like inter- interface. I do have a dope interface and I love it, but I kind of want one of those in addition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cuz that thing's got it's cool that it's like a mixer. Yeah. It's got a lot of stuff that you would love that would be great for live mixing, live sound, but also recording capabilities. It's um I'm a big fan of Zoom. Zoom is um I I I really like that company, man. This is not sponsored, but I mean, I have I I'm I have a Zoom camera. The yeah. Zoom camera is not the best, but I love I love I don't know, man. They they offer great value. Likes. What's that? Great value. Like you yes, get a lot they offer for something the that's it's so affordable and it works so well. And it's I've never really had an issue with anything that I've ever owned that's Zoom. Like it just yeah. works. It's not like the best material. Like it's, you know, some of their stuff is like made out of plastic and, but dude, it's like it, 
always works. There's never really an issue. And it's so, they really think about musicians or like people like, it's like made for us. Okay. I do a podcast. I record drums. I record like, I, I do stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. That thing is made for what we do. Or this like zoom camera is made. It's like, got it's got like XLR inputs. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's just, they think about people like us and they make it for us. It's like, it's never, you're never really going, man, you know, it'd be cool as if they allowed you to do this, you know, or if it did that. I'm being very like vague here. I don't know what I'm saying, but I just, I'm a big fan of zoom. They, they really like do a good job on catering to musicians specifically. Yeah. And the price points are like really, really great. You get a lot for the money for any of their products. I think, I think it's, well, I'm, I'm with you. I I have no money right now, but dude, they're they were offering. <laughs> did you get something else? You got that thing, and did you get a mic? I got that. I didn't get a mic. I I, I didn't get a mic. Um, this mic is doing fine for right now, and I'll get one eventually. Yeah. But um, I'll uh, yeah, I have to pay down some stuff. I I just can't keep putting stuff on credit. But um, mm-hmm. dude, forty eight months interest free. 48 months. Woo. <laughs> I think I did 36 months. It's like several years, no interest. That's so crazy. I'm like, I Is mean, it's like almost like I'm saving for it, but I just got it now, you know? So that's with, that's if you use their credit card. Yeah. Um, Is it's that Sweetwater? either Sweetwater or, uh-huh. or music musicians friend was 48 months. Sweetwater has a lot of things that are 48 months, but for some reason, zoom was 36 months, but that's I would cool. rather, I would rather pay more or pay let like have less time with interest and get it on Sweetwater any day of the week. That's than, cool. And musicians, friend. and then they just bill you monthly for the balance. Yeah, it's okay. like thirteen dollars or something for the for <laughs> per month. And like That's once rad. the wheels get turning again, if they ever do, then I'll just pay it off, dude. Like that's so cool. I got that. I got new cable for my um, in ears because they keep going out. Um, and I wear them every day, but pretty much like if I'm in the studio yeah. and I got uh, my clip for, so I can run all the Tom mics, not just like a combo Tom mic for 10 inch, 12 inch, you know, sweet. Like, so, and then I, that's all I wanted. To, I wanted to get more, like, I want to get like, I want to get a second, like another camera. I want to get like, there's all kinds of stuff I want to get, but I just, first things first, this is like pressing because I want to, I, I have, I got a couple gigs for, live like um tracking drums at my like remote tracking yes. and so i'm like i need something that i can record properly i can't do a four channel kick snare and then right and left everything else like i want to be able to give them individual wave files so cool i was like i got a job for tracking drums for some dudes like ska album and i'm like babe this needs to happen and she's like, again, really more stuff. And I'm like, dude, she's not really like that. Like she knows if I really, really need something, but I, I kind of do this a lot. Like where I'm like, this needs, I need a new mic. I'm doing a podcast. And she's just like, dude, this is never ending with you. Dude, That's the same thing with, with me. Yeah. There's always something. There's always some kind of tech that you need that could expand your, your abilities. 
Right. It doesn't end. Does not end. It keeps. You think I have everything that I need. I don't need anything else nope. until you do. Never, never ends. Um, like, dude, I need another tripod. I need another. Like, there's this like ceiling rig I want to build that like, so you can have an overhead camera. And I mean, there's so many things that like, yeah, it's it's complicated. But yeah. Anyway, so um, what's been going on, Funky Phil? We talked a little bit about your dad duty. Yeah, well, I had a, I had a, I had a weird week. It was, it was emotional. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Well, we've we've been uh, doing a lot of yard work, so that's been um, awesome. Like we've been getting making some good progress. We've got our garden beds going. I, I must nice. Have, I, I moved like probably ten thousand pounds of dirt. With oh a, my with gosh! A, no a wonder sh- you're so swole. With a shovel and a, <laughs> and a wheelbarrow. <laughs> And we got some tomato plants and some other plants going, which is awesome. Um, nice. But my wife's, um, she has her own music studio mm-hmm. that she's been going to to do remote lessons from. And this week it got broken into. And, <gasps> oh. and they stole a bunch of stuff. And it's like, oh, it's just like a huge slap in the face right now because everyone's struggling, you know? Yeah, and we're struggling, and and it's just like, do we really need like fat, like probably like close just to another close thing. to two thousand dollars worth of equipment out gone? No way. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude! I'm sorry that happened. That sucks. Yeah. Now it's like beyond that, just the missing equipment. It's it, it you know, it's not safe, and yeah. she she doesn't feel safe there. And I mean, I. You know, they did it overnight. They like they obviously cased cased her spot out. They were watching, and yeah. you know, knew what she had. And they they do they. I mean, this isn't the the buildings that she's renting out of aren't aren't like the made with the most premium quality. You know, right? Not, it's not the best buildings, but um, the bozo that put this place together, like. <laughs> He had an exterior, like, so a lot of, you know, if you ever have, like, a built-in-the-wall air conditioner unit where they, mm-hmm. they actually have to frame the wall to accommodate that, like, type of, not not the kind that you put in a window, but one of the ones that's, like, permanently attached to the wall. Yeah. Um, they frame it like that. And, but this, none of the units have, have those uh, AC units in the wall. So rather than, like, do it proper and fill that in... Um, they had an exterior panel of plywood with four Phillips head screws in it to patch patch that hole up. And then they just drywalled the inside. So these, 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 whoever broke in, all they had to do is have a a screwdriver. Yeah. And they unscrewed that panel and they cut, they cut the drywall out and then they just jumped right in her, her space. Jeez. They didn't have to break a window or anything. And, And that, that of course that panel is in like a kind of um hidden spot so they were they were able to go in there and no one's you know no one's seen anything they're just going in there yeah stole a bunch of stuff got out and i don't it's it's like really it's really frustrating yeah dude i hate that i hate when people are so careless you know, and who knows what they're going to use it for. You know, they're not going to use it to, to start a band. <laughs> they're going to like, 
you know, it's like, yeah. who knows what, just for a few bucks, you know, and it's like, not like we're not all in this time of need. That's our only means of income. And these freaking idiots. Yeah. And the two, the weirdest thing is, um, well, I mean, they stole her computer, which really sucks. So now oh. we have to, we have to buy a new computer because she had, we need that. She has to have one for teaching yeah. online lessons. But the weirdest thing is, I mean, they stole a bunch of guitars and all sorts of stuff, but Dang. they took, like, she does, you know, she works with a lot of kids like we do, mm-hmm. and she uses stickers um, for positive reinforcement and that kind of stuff. And each one of her students have, like, a card. Yeah. Because she obviously can't give them stickers right now, but she has a card for them, like, with each, with their name on it, and then she's been putting stickers on each each of their cards as they earn stickers right. in their lessons. These fools stole those cards. <laughs> what? They stole those cards. They stole all of her stickers and those cards as well, which is like, what the heck? I don't know why you would do that. Like the, the personal cards for these kids, they stole. No, it's I, like, no I'm a good boy. I'm so, like, <laughs> it's, I'm so pissed off about it. I don't, it makes no sense. They didn't, we, she had a ribbon mic in there um, on a stand and these bozos couldn't figure out how to un- unhook the cable and break it down. So they didn't take that, but they took wow. stickers, dude. They took stickers and with, you know, the kids personal, you know, personal achievement cards. It's like, wow. So I, I just don't understand. I mean, they took like a computer, a bunch of other equipment and that I get like, yeah, you might sell that or whatever, but why the stickers? Uh, I don't know. So we're that like, doesn't make sense theorizing that maybe they have kids or something and they took them like they took stuff for their kids and then some stuff to sell and they're going to keep some stuff i don't i don't know we've been trying to wow. look, look at the pawn shops and we've i made a web page uh-huh. um if anyone's interested they go to my facebook page and i, I posted a link to it um it, it won't show up on my website if you go there but i, I posted a link on my facebook if uh just to help people spread the word. Then on that webpage, it has like pictures of everything and a list of all the stuff stolen. Um, so any of you out there interested, um, feel free to share that, share that link and man, help spread. The did word. you guys, did you guys have insurance on that studio? No, nah, man. She, oh. that was one of those things that she kept, uh, you know, she kept thinking like, uh, I need, I shoot, I need to get renter's insurance to cover that stuff. And it was one of those things oh, that man. wasn't like she should have had. And she knows, she knows it. And it just, yeah. it wasn't ever like, uh, felt like a high priority and she kept forgetting to do it. And now this happened and yeah, we're not, she wasn't covered. That for sucks, man. So we're, comp- we're just out all that stuff. <laughs> I think you guys should start a, um, GoFundMe or like Indiegogo for not Indiegogo, but GoFundMe for her, her school. I'm sure I would, help you yeah. can probably make well, enough to get that stuff it's really like heartwarming because like a, a lot of people have been like reaching out and with support for her and through um social media and stuff and a lot of a lot of people have actually just donated money to her already yeah which is like incredibly sweet and any anyone out here who's, who's done that i thank you from the bottom of my heart yeah it really helps Man, this really that really sucks though, dude. This is like not the time for that bull crap, dude. People are such scumbags, dude. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, so it's been I mean, you know, we're all safe and stuff, but it's it's just 
<laughs> a huge slap in the face. Man, what do you? <sighs> yeah, unbelievable, unbelievable. I don't even know what to say. It's just horrible. Um, that really sucks, man. That really sucks. Like, just somebody trying to earn an honest living and some freaking douchebag that's just like, you know, this is mine. These are my stars. I'm, you know, like I'm getting these accolades. <laughs> like what? I yeah, that's so stupid, dude. That's the most baffling part is the stickers. Like, <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, wow. we're, we're getting through it. And she, she had to go, like, change all of her passwords on everything and, you know, trying to keep an eye on stuff to make sure they didn't get any info. Is there from, any way to track computer? her computer? Like, um, find my computer stuff? We tried. I've... I don't think, I think it has to be logged in. I mean, luckily, it's got a password to log into the computer, yeah. so I don't think they've been able to log into it. Um, That's the first thing I do. I would do if you, because um, they'll they'll be able to track it if they if the police are willing to work with you. Oh yeah, but the, the police have been great. Like she she had she gave them photos, and they've already like been looking in all the transient camps and stuff in Fallbrook, but um, they haven't found yeah. anything yet. Fallbrook is such a small community too that like. You know, it's, it's weird, man. It's weird. It's such a small, like country kind of area that you wouldn't think that kind of stuff would happen. But these, these times, I mean, dude, I'm worried all the time. I have everything in my studio and, um, you know, but I do, we do have like renters insurance for our studio. And then I have my insurance covers all of my instruments individually. Like every single drum is covered, which it's lapsing, um, like next month it'll just go invalid next month so i gotta redo it for the next year but yeah i literally put every every um every single uh not vin number but whatever number for every drum for serial every number symbol, for serial number yeah. for every single thing that i own in here including like podcast equipment everything yeah, I guess my camera is covered through the studio and through my home insurance. And like, I pay extra for renter's insurance at my home for my bike. And like my, my, it's just cause I've had so many things ripped off, dude. Yeah. Making me think I've I had, need to, I need to do that with all our stuff at our house. Yeah, man. It's, um, it's not a guarantee, you know, but it is, it's a little bit like, I mean, you know, like my drums, for example, are like one-off drums and, you know, I'm sure Sahir could make another kit very much like that, but it's still not that one, you know? And like, yeah, I would hate for somebody. I mean, I would just be devastated if somebody stole my drums, but like, or my snare or whatever, but like, you know, it's, it just helps that like, dude, okay. I registered all of these for the full amount and they're covered supposedly. So, but I do, I mean, I've had drums ripped off. I've had, I've had, all kinds of all my whole CD books and tools ripped off several, my whole entire toolbox, you know, with uh, like I was working as a flooring installer and my whole entire toolbox was ripped off where I'm like, I can't work. Like I can't work. These are my only tools to make a living. And you just took them, you know? And it's like, same thing with Charlotte, you know, or it's just like, dude, just like, okay. The only thing that I can do during this time of need in like, you just took it like you freaking idiot. Yeah. Makes yeah. me want to get violent with people. It's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, man, I know you guys will be all right. And like, if, uh, yeah, if everybody, anybody out there can help, um, or you can see, or you see something, you see some fool trying to sell you some stickers, 
bro. <laughs> Punch him in the face, first of all, then. No, I don't want to promote violence, but no. I would yeah. have a hard time not punching somebody in the face if I saw them like trying to sell me something. Yeah. No, go look up the the link on my Facebook page. It's got pictures of everything and uh, Charlotte's contact info if, if you do see anything. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. All right. Well, with that, let's um, let's take a break and let's um, move on to uh, Kyle coming up. Yo, Funky Phil. Yo, Corey. We have some great listeners, don't we? Yeah. You know how they can be even more like dope than they already are? Keep listening. Definitely true. What else? Tell all your friends. Also very true. What else? Join the Patreon. All good things. But you know, the biggest thing that they can do is go to drumbrigade.com and check out the merch store. Yes. We have so much like dope swag up there. We got men's shirts, sweatshirts. We got women's shirts. We got kids' shirts. Yes, onesies. We got socks. Mugs. Phone cases. Stickers. We got it all. All in different sizes, all in different colors, just for you. So if you want to show the world that you are a drummer with style and you're part of the Brotherhood of Drums, go to drumbrigade.com, visit our merch store. Oh, yeah. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Drum Brigade Podcast, episode 82. We are back. On the line with us, Funky Phil. He's a fellow. He's like, he's just one of us, man. Just a fellow teacher, fellow, fellow business owner, fantastic drummer, owner of the Drum Sync Academy in uh, Rancho Cucamonga. Rancho Cucamonga, right? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. That is the weird name. <laughs> I yes. It, I call it the kooky dookie. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's better. That's a good way to put it. Uh, please welcome on the Drum Brigade podcast, Kyle Schweikard. Oh boy. Schweikard. Yes. Yes. I got it right. All right. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. How's it going, man? Welcome to the show. It's doing good, man. It's been, well, it's been wild, actually. I, I can't say yeah. it's been good. It's just yeah. you know, everyone I know is doing weird, I think. Right, right. Yeah. We were just talking about that before we came on. We we're like, it is definitely a weird time, but I'm kind of, I'm sinking into it. I'm getting used to not having money, not getting used to like not yeah. playing. Oh, man. I haven't played a gig in six weeks, like seven weeks. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, and I see, and that's where, I mean, I don't mind diving into some of that stuff because that's where I feel that's what drum sync Academy is. It's a platform for, for guys like you, um, you know, fellow, you know, you know, drummers who want to work their way up to the, the cats, you know, the names that you guys have heard before that I'm, I'm, I'm friends with. And it's just a platform. And that's what drum sync is where mm-hmm. I hope we can provide a spot for drummers to make some income. Right. Very cool. Yeah. So I, that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about because it's very, there's a lot of similarities between drum sync and drum brigade. Um, you know, and like, I'm surprised we haven't met before, you know, we're not too far away. We're in San Diego, but, um, I grew up in, in Lake Elsinore, Marietta, Temecula area. And like, I know you said you haven't been out. I haven't, I haven't lived out there since I was a kid, but, but anyways, um, having similar businesses, it's like, 
that caught my attention right away where oh, I'm sweet, like, man. wait, who is this guy? You know, <laughs> like, yeah. and then I started seeing it. I was like, oh man, that's really cool, man. You got like a drum only school. It's not like some of yeah. the others out there, drum, drum, um, like school of rock or whatever, which are also great, but it's like dedicated to drummers. You've created this community there. You can see the sense of camaraderie, which is like what we're all about of like, cool. thank you. Yeah. And, um, so that's what caught my attention. And then, and then I saw you at Nam, and I was like, Oh, there's that dude. I'm like, yo, what's up? You know, real quick. You scared, you scared the crap out of me. (laughs) We were were hanging at the Kenny Wayne Shepherd thing, I think. Yeah. Um, and, um, I was with my group and boom, out of nowhere, you guys were right in front of me. I was like, who is this? Guy? <laughs> well, it was it was you know the the after kind of party hang kind of stuff. So yeah, uh, it was it was pretty. I was I was out of business mode. I should say. Yeah, I it's this weird situation for me because I'm already. I always talk about on the show that I'm like socially awkward. Like people hear me on the show or they 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 see me play drums or whatever, and then when I meet them, I'm kind of like, hey man, like kind of like weird. Yeah, no, no, it was fine. <laughs> It was just—it was, was a dark room. Yeah, yeah. You know, there was you with a beanie on, and my face all of a sudden I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, yeah. And I, I like uh, that was already so that was already a weird situation for me. Like, so it was like I've gotten into these weird situations, but yeah, I'm like I remember I like had my camera and I was doing this like vlog yeah. thing, and then I was like I just wanted to like. I don't know, man. Nam show. I'm like party mode, but like also kind of business mode. And like, oh, no, those, I, yeah, I've those... been Nam for 15 years. Nam, yeah. Nam actually got me started during being a drum artist um, and an educator. All everything that I do, man. I I got like five big hats, but um, yeah. I mean, Nam, Nam is what it was because I was actually on um, a plane to Sammy Hagar's Cabo Wabo. And, oh wow to and i'm i'm doing hand percussion drums for an independent surf rock um like kind of songwriter back in the day 2005 or six and i'm going on i'm on the plane and and this lady's talking to me, she's like oh what do you do and and, and i was like oh music and it's so funny when people always say that because i always look at you like you got a disease They're like oh, right oh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's cool. I'm trying at least. So, but anyways, she's like, oh, so you go to Nam? And I'm like, no, I've never been before. So she's like, oh, would you like to go? And I was like, yeah. And I started talking to her. She ended up being some like in in the video game industry, I should say. Oh wow. So lo and behold, I got back. Um, you know, after playing, and three weeks later, I had tickets to the the Nam show, and I've been going ever since for the last 15 years. Um. So cool, and, and, and then Nam, Nam's been a big, big help just all the way around because just someone like yourself, you know, mm-hmm. you guys. To I was asked to go up on stage with um, Louis Belson, even. Wow, cool. So and and then then Remo comes up to me right after that. So it's Nam's a good thing. So if anyone can go, go. Yeah, it was. De- it's definitely cool for us now you know we've we've transitioned a little bit into more like doing um not not like a media outlet but we try to pay attention to that at nam because that's where everybody is so we try to get interviews and try to just just network with people and you know and spitball and hang out and share a drink and whatever and um so it was kind of one of those things where i was just so locked in that mode where i was just like oh 
there's that dude. Like, I would love to have him on the show. Let me just, let me just like knock this out now and not try to be like, yo man, like email. Hey, I saw you. Like, it's just like, what up, man? I'm Corey. Like the guy with the hairdo. Yeah. 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 (laughs) A lot of people always remember me from that. So that's a good thing, man. That's a good thing. That's how people, how people can point you out, you know? So, um, so tell us about drum sync Academy and, and all that stuff. There's, you're probably like, similar we're probably similar in the way where like you said you wear a lot of different hats and um I'm, you work as a, a professional drummer you work yeah. you know you're a business owner you work as a drum um educator you do clinics all that stuff tell us about your company sure drum sync academy dsa um let's see i mean now i mean i'll start kind of i'll do it backwards i mean so we just got a new place it's i'm in the recording room, nothing set up at all. I mean, we literally got a new spot the week the world shut down. As I call, oh. um, literally, I got the key actually the week before that, really. Um, and so, like, um, you know, six weeks ago or so, we you know we got it's thirty five hundred square foot. Wow. So, um, no, I mean, so we just I'm in the new spot now, but Drums Academy is it's a drum education place. Um, it's for drummers, by drummers, kind of that whole thing, kind of like you guys, again, so many similarities. Um, my whole thing was now kind of jumping back to 2002 kind of thing. Um, you know, I, I was taught by some of the best in, in the industry, in the world. And, you know, I, you know, just like every musician, everyone can say this, you know, all we want to do is play, 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 and, mm-hmm. and, and share, which is totally what I still want to do. Um, but I kind of saw the struggle, you know, ahead of me. Um, you know, I don't mind sharing my age. I'm now 38. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, but I looked at these guys that I look up to and I was like, dang, dude, they're like, I mean, believe me, these guys are awesome. I'm not going to say any names yet, but, <clears throat> but uh, they, you know, I, I was like, I don't, I don't know if I want to be that guy when I'm with somebody super old, like 40. No, that's what I'm mm. almost <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I'm 41, man. I'm 41. So no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I was, no, I guess what I'm trying to say is like drum sync was birthed out of like me realizing like the music industry slash drum industry needs something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, you know, like most I'm very opinionated and biased and, and whatever, but I, I looked at it. I'm like, okay, I get it. Like I was always told, like, if you get the big ticket, you know, whatever that big ticket is, you know, um, you know, obviously you're going to ride that ticket, that name, that, that gig, as long as you can. But then when you even see now over long periods of time, you see these guys like branching out, like, cause yeah. even the big tickets don't even work. Cause now, right. they, you know, money's different. Gigs are different. Um, anyways. So in my mind, I was like, okay, I was, I'm a surfer guy from up the coast of California I was driving down to LA, Hollywood, and doing major label, um, you know, I should say failing um, <laughs> auditions. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I was trying just like everyone else. And I was like, dude, I, I love sharing about music and drums. And I, um, big props to, and they're no longer around, which is sad. Sorry, I have ADD and I go tangent. But, drums- <laughs> Drum, drum circuit, which is no longer, it's, they're a dying breed, five-star drum shops. Yes. Um, so they, they, they helped me get started. And I had 70, I quickly got to about 72 um, students a week. 
Wow. Um, and, you know, I was surfing, sharing drums, playing, driving, the whole thing. And I was like, yes, this is what I want to do. And then in 2008, which is kind of funny to what's going on even right now in the times, it, 2008, if you recall, they call it the recession even back then. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I opened Drum Sync because basically, I guess what I'm still trying to say is Drum Sync's a platform. I wanted something to where these artists that I know to where I want to even get to, to fall back on and to generate income and, and do all that stuff. Cause I really saw a lot of musicians. I don't want to say be bad business people, but be bad business people. Right. You know, so that, so drum sync now though, is it's just a drum education facility. And, but we do it differently. We do it differently by a lot. So much in the sense of the top, the the big yeah the big names in the industry manufacturers and all that know who i am what i do and i do it differently than just hey man come on in let me teach you one-on-one and like see you right. next week bro um we do it differently we have some uh, drum class and I, you know i'm a little big-headed on this one but i i really feel i'm as far as a private sector um you know not like berkeley or mi or all these great big schools you know, but from a private sector, I was one of the first ones to really do the drum class. Mm-hmm. I know there's other other um, music institutes as small as like mom and pop shops trying to do the classes. But the way we do it is uncanny. It's in, in our old spot, at least, you know, and even in the one that's out here. It's a it's a literally it's a venue. I mean, we're talking oh, cool. dollars worth of a venue and you're learning as a pros like yelling at you as if you were at, um, you know, Berkeley or MI. Um, you know, and I, and I took it from that, but, um, that's how I found out, you know, that's how you learn is you need a pro in your face and you need to feel the sweat underneath the lights. Um, you know, and, you know, even parents in the back on their phones, not caring, but yeah. watching, um, you play and that's how you gain that experience is playing. So, I love that. That's a great, great concept, great idea. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not easy to do that, you know, and talking from experience, like when we, when we started, uh, drum brigade, I was, um, that was the goal too. It was like, I started off with such so many, I, I, so I come from a similar background where I was into skateboarding and, um, and stuff like that. And so that concept kind of crossed over for me where I love the camaraderie between skateboarders when your friend does an awesome trick and everybody cheers and, you know, um, and like when I was going to school, you know, it was like, if you're a skater, it doesn't matter if you're a good skater or a bad skater, you're already accepted among the other skaters because you're a skater, you know, but, um, it, I didn't know how to, you know, start a lifestyle brand or, you know, start a community or whatever. So we started a drum school and it was a similar thing where we offered private one-on-one, we offered semi-private, like two to three people. And then we offered group classes, but dude, for us trying to do this, you know, I had no idea about marketing or anything about any of that, but trying to put together a group class was so hard, dude. Even like at first it was like, let's just try to do like a group class thing learning from, from pro working drummers, similar thing, you know, and, um, you know, it was like, even for free, I was having trouble like getting people in there, you know? And so I know the struggle. It's so cool that you were able to do that. And, yeah. and now yeah, it's like I, a thing. Literally my third, I opened in San Luis Obispo, California. Um, and then, um, I did, um, I jumped too early. Well, I mean, it was 2008 when I opened 
up there. I jumped too early to Nashville. I kind of did, you know, I think I was like 28 at the time. Mm -hmm. And I jumped too early to Nashville in 2009 or 10 when I just like opened two years earlier or something like that. Mm -hmm. And and it was crazy because, uh, I mean, I kind of say I'm a hybrid musician, drummer, um, where in the sense like, I yeah, you know, I'm a writer, author, clinician. I was doing clinic. And I, I totally get this, you know, I'm not a, and I, you know, I, I say big ticket, but like I shared the stage with Kenny Aronoff and, and I remember going out and people were like, who in the hell is this guy? And <laughs> I, I was after him. Wow. And he played my kit and, and he does it, you know, that's totally fine. And like, cause this is all through the five-star drum shop. And, mm. and, and I remember like thinking, I'm like working, I'm a working musician and I'm working with Remo. I love those guys over there. They've taken care of me for 13 years. Um, I just remember like doing this. I'm like, this is awesome. I want to keep doing this. And I was, you know, just like a young, you don't have to say musician, a young, immature person. I was too kind of full of myself. And I was like, you know what? Even though I have the names and I was doing this thing, um, I jumped too early to Nashville. And I, you know, I thought by, People always say it's who you know, and it kind of is, but not really. I mm-hmm. guess that's I. I mean, that's what it is. I I, I talk too dang much actually, but I, I talk. <laughs> um, you know, I share because I share so to thousands of drummers, and I I, I try to tell them I I kind of just be real with people. You know, I guess what I'm trying to share is I knew all these people, and I work with these great companies, but just because you show up in town doesn't mean you're going to get the gig. It right. And and people are like, well, it's your playing. And I'm like, yeah, it's really not either. Mm. It, it's yeah. every, it really is everything, and it just mm. depends who's on that project, who wants to book you, and um, how well are you going to get along with people on a bus for yeah. two months? <laughs> you yeah. know, you know, I was standing in my boxers like back in the day when Remo was like, "You're amazing," and I started going out teaching 800 people in a clinic. Yeah, and people are like, who is this guy with weird hair? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I share that. So who's ever listening would be like, yeah, man. I'm like, I'm. I just want to share music. I mean, you can do it. You you just got to figure out how to do it and be true to yourself. You know. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's cool. I appreciate. I appreciate that too. That's where we. It's the same thing. I mean, it's something that not only just us, but like we all go through that same thing. You know, and like being able to share your gift with other people, with young people, helping them to fulfill their, their dream is like, there's nothing like that. You know, that's like equally, I always tell people that don't, that aren't musicians that like, I get a a real sense of fulfillment from being on stage and playing my drums, but I also get a different fulfillment when I'm teaching somebody else to do that same thing. Yeah. And, and, and I, I guess I want to, wow, shoot. You're seeing ADD coming full effect right now. Funky <laughs> uh, feels like, dude, who is this guy? <laughs> Same effect. This is my whole life. They're like, what is this about? So my my cool thing about drumming and sharing is like over the years, like I, I felt like what you just I relate to that because I just wanted to share. And then what I realized was not that I'm like some crazy humanitarian, but like I just I care about people, I think, more than drumming. Yeah. And and then like I at and places that I would share to drum shops, to uh, churches or a conference or, or something like that. I do. I would even find myself like crying or like getting yeah. emotional 
and people come out to me like I like even right now I just I'm like sensitive right. and like I get goosebumps and I'm like I realize I just I kind of care about people more than drumming I like drumming and I love it really obviously mm-hmm. I built a huge company and career out of it but like I just really like connecting with people and I can't tell you the times so many times during a lesson like you know even when as I hire new uh, instructors, I tell them like, dude, you're gonna find yourself being more of a, a psych therapy class than a <laughs> than re- really a, a drum lesson because you start knowing people, and I, you know, I've it's just crazy. So but yeah. yeah, what you said, yeah, it's great, man. Um, so yeah, and yeah, so okay, so what about right now? Like through this whole pandemic thing, are you doing a lot of remote lessons? Are you doing other things well, like? Yeah, that's that's. That's a real struggle right there. No, um, so, <laughs> so like right now, yeah, we just we just moved into a thirty five hundred square foot building. It's huge. It's gonna put, it's and I say it's really for someone even you know like you guys or you know the guys listening. Like, it's a drum playland. It's it's a mm-hmm. recording room. It's a venue room. There's two lesson rooms. There's two lab rooms. There's a full kitchen, a lobby. It's you wow. know we're gonna have drum you know we're gonna have drum artists that we all heard of come out and all this stuff and um, you know essentially it's gonna my you know hopes is it would be the largest drum school on the west coast um, you know here in the in the near future it could uh, easily be that yeah thanks man but you know getting it it's I'll just be real it's it was a blessing in disguise and I'm not like people are like whoa that's jacked up this whole health thing I mean I'm not saying about that but like. What I'm saying is getting into a new building with new bills and yeah. thousands of dollars and and soundproofing this thing, which is going to be exponential, and, and we're looking for support. Um, so, um, <laughs> you know, that it's a blessing in disguise because, like, if people had to come in right now, I don't know if we could really do it because, I mean, something that we're claiming to do when people walk in our, our studios is, like, I mean, it's drums. There's, yeah, there's a drum pad, but like we're talking loud, in your face, kick butt, um, right? You know, drum lessons. And, um, and you get that's, that's why it's drums only. Um, yeah. So, but right now we're trying the online thing. Um, it, but I'm, a, I'm a little understaffed because every, you know, money and just like anybody else right now. So right. we are, we are doing it. Um, but, um, I need someone like, like Funk Phil and you to, to help me out with the audio. So yeah. <laughs> you always need somebody else, man. I mean, and I've had people here and I have some people here now, but you know, it's, it's, it's rough. So we're trying the online thing and we're going to do it as long as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we want to keep people safe and kind of follow the guidelines and all that. So, yeah, it's, um, it's been quite a transition for us. All of our lessons are remote right now. And, um, oh, yeah. um sure. you know, it's like, here, I'll show you my, um, oh, wait, I don't need that one, but let's see. There you go. There's my setup. And, yeah. um, but yeah, it's, um, whoa, that's going to be funny on the video anyways. Um, yeah. So, and then Phil's setup. Phil's Phil currently has a fort set up in his remote drum lesson land for his kids. <laughs> yeah. I got two kids. <laughs> Um, but, uh, anyways, yeah, we're, it's been quite a transition, but it has been, it's been a good transition. You know, it's been like, 
as, as long as we can try to keep thinking about it positive, people are still able to learn. People have kind of gotten comfortable with so a lot, all of my students have gotten comfortable with this is the way we're going to do it now until you can come back in the studio and we can yeah. be side by side. And I mean, I'm not going to, you know what? I'm not going to lie to them either. It's like, I mean, it's a struggle. Like, cause I mean, we took a huge hit for sure. Yeah. I mean, we go to, we're the largest drum school in the Inland Empire, which is just below the LA uh, County area. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We are the number one drum school. We, we have, we have a lot of drummers and just to hear that hey you guys can't come in you know right. for me to my manager to instructor you know we're like Wait, what how we what what yeah um, in the midst i mean i got this weird sinus infection what a weird time to get sick and because Jeez. i'm a big baby i'm like freaking <laughs> out and um but anyways so yeah it's it's been it's been a struggle but i know we'll all get through it i mean and i think actually i'll put this out there and I think you would like this is that I think the drum community, you know, even what we're doing right now is, is just so cool. I mean, the, 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 I'm not trying to make musician jokes, but like, I, I think, and this is biased, but like the drum community is so amazing and I'm Mm -hmm. so happy to be a part of it because I think like no other is we want to always share we want to share, share, share. And, and I, I mean, again, I'm not in the guitar world or bass land or, um, and I, I know that they believe in that too, but I feel like drummers as a whole in the community, um, even when you see with the drum companies online, everyone's like drum family, drum this. And, right. and we, I, 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 I'm happy to see that because, you know, I, I want, you know, one of my big models is like, we got to do it together. Like, you know, uh, like even when I work with companies, I always straight up say, "I'm like, I'm not going to be one of those guys. Like, give it to me for free." Yeah, but, no. You know, they don't want to hear that. First of all, second of all, is I don't, I don't, you know, I know they need my money, so I'm going to pay them. Um, but I want their kickback as well. So, but anyways, right. we we are drum community is awesome because we all want to do this and share and and give to each other and and help each other out. And you know, I want you guys to succeed down there and and in, in uh, SoCal, and I want to, I obviously want to succeed succeed as well so yeah i think there's that's the thing that a lot of us like a lot of the drum community um some of us get some of us could like do better with that there's enough of this pie for all of us man yes thank you yeah we're all we're all able to you know it's there it's just it's a cool thing that we're we're trying to do the same thing we're speaking the same language and like that's the way it should be that because at the end of the day, like it's a small community. It's like, it's, we're not the biggest industry or community in the world or at NAM show, right. but I feel like even non-drummers want to go to the, to, to the, um, drum section, like when you're at NAM show or whatever. Yeah, totally. And, um, and, and so it's, it's just a cool thing to have a, a tight community where it's like, if, if you get the right people, there are people out there that are just like, whatever, you know, you know, but who needs them? But like for the most part, I mean, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is I I love it when I see other people that have gone through the same struggles or yes. are doing a similar thing wow. or, you know, it, it, I think it's great. So yeah, man. Yeah. It's no, really cool. I mean, and I would say this now being endorsed by some of the best companies and it really is a family. Um, yeah. it really is a family and it's small too, which I actually have an example with about you, Corey in a second, because even though I just met you, but, um, 
it, it is a family. You know, some of these companies that take care of me, they know my personal, you know, we all got, I mean, I'm, I'm not perfect. Nobody is. And I've gone through some crazy, um, now, now you can beep it. Some crazy, <laughs> um, uh, sorry, guys. you know we all go through it and you're you know anyone listening you're going to go through it and that's what you got to do is figure out how you're going to get through it and and with the friends and family and and i even i guess going into the corporate world with companies some of these guys have been there i mean i i remember 2010 when i was like i am so done i'm like done no more drumsticks for me and i literally called this this company and i was like i'm done you know Wow. Take them, back, take them all back. And they're like, yeah, whatever, man. Just call us when you're ready again and, and let us know if you're going to do a clinic. And I'm like, all right. But <laughs> it, it's just, that's what's cool about the drum community, you know, you know, is that we build each other up. And, you know, and you're right. I and mean, there's definitely, we need to do more of it. And, and hopefully we can do this um, more, you know? Yeah. So, definitely. Um, all right. Well, with that, let's transition into Wheel of Death. Are you guys down? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, All right, let's do it. Drum, 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 drum Brigade Podcast. Yes. Kyle Schweikard on the line with us from Drum Sync Academy, just chilling out, talking about the world of teaching clinics. It's a good time, man. Episode 82 of the Drum Brigade Podcast. Uh, Wheel of Death, just random questions. Nothing special. Just could be about drums, could be about not drums. Yes. So we can all answer. Uh, let's kick it off. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, I don't like this one. I'm going again. <laughs> we always ask that one. What's the best way to waste the day? Let's go again. Hold on. Um, dang, my wheel of death is slow. Who's hot right now? Who's on your radar? Like, who have you been watching online? Who have you been thinking about, seeing about Dang. all that jazz? Anybody or just... Drunk? Anybody, yeah, anybody. Dang it, man. I'm kind of drawing blank. Like, oops. Hold on. I'm, I'm looking at mine, so I'm trying to, I'm kind of cheating, but... Um, come on, man. I should say something. <laughs> <laughs> it um, can be... Dude, I, I don't know. Um, you know, uh, a guy I've met, and he'll, he will not remember me, um, Aaron Sterling. Okay. Amazing. He, I don't think I know him. Oh, dude. John Mayer to to everyone. Oh, uh, cool. He, he Dude, and, and it's eclectic in a way he plays. Um, and I just... Kind of even kind of community based, and I just like him. I I like his the the his personality because I I'm pretty quirky and um I think he is he is too in a way and he and he loves that and and I and I think it's cool. So Aaron Sterling is one to watch. Cool. Uh that's good. I have a few, but um, well, Funky Phil, who you got? You got somebody? Um. If I had to say one right now, I'd, I'd still say Zach Danziger. I can't, yeah. I can't get over his stuff. <laughs> That's cool. Um, Zach is dope. 
Yeah. <laughs> I've heard, but I don't think I've really seen anything. Oh man, he's so great, man. Just such an out of the box drummer. Yeah. Um, I've recently discovered, and I'm probably one of the only ones who don't doesn't know who this dude is, but um yeah, big big name drummer in the like in the Latin community, I believe. Um this dude's name is Vlade V L A D E Guingini. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how to say his last name, but right. this dude is so clean and just so solid on his drums, man. That's awesome. And um, I don't, I'm not really like a nerd about some of these dudes, but like this dude just, I saw a video from, from some other company that he's probably endorsed with. And I was just like, who's this guy? That's awesome. He's so clean. And like, I'm like, that's like, you can show me all the gospel chop stuff you want. And I'm like, yeah, it's great. But when I see somebody who's just like very clean and precise, I'm like, that's how I, that's, that's what's in my head. That's what's trying to come out, you know? And, um, so yeah, that dude, that dude got my attention. And, um, I think he's another educator dude. He posts videos and stuff all the time, but I was like, bro, it's, it's hard for me to like, I see, I mean, we see video clips all the time online or whatever. And like that, when it's like somebody stops me where I'm like, whoa, this needs to be saved. That is dope. That's cool. Yeah. That, that dude has got a great sound. There's a topic uh, I want to go off on, but I know we're playing a game. So keep going though. Okay. <laughs> I love that. I call so it's called Corey Soapbox on the show and I go on a rant, but, um, all right. What's the weirdest job you've ever had? We always get this one too, but, um, well, I got two. I believe it or not, um, I was a forestry firefighter, and that's not what? a weird, yeah, it's not a weird job because those guys are amazing. Um, that was my 2010 thing I said earlier in the episode. The uh, I I hung drumming up, and I was like, I'm done. I you know I gotta make some money. Um, yeah, and <laughs> and I went and into the hills of Oregon up in Washington and all that stuff, man, the mountains, 8,000 8, feet up in the air, man. And mountains. Wow. I was a forestry firefighter for uh, about eight months. Whoa. And dude, I was with some amazing dudes and I mean, I stood out for sure. They're like, who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but uh, that was, I mean, I was standing in the forest looking at 200 foot flames thinking, this makes about sense. I should die. <laughs> um, and then the probably early, the other one was when I worked for my dad up at Stanford Hospital. Uh, I would put um, um, where you put the needles in those little canisters. He, uh-huh. he, he was a director at at Stanford Hospital, and I went to every spot in Stanford Hospital. So if anyone's up there listening, uh, I, I I put where you can put your dirty needles in. Oh boy! I had to put those boxes and everything. This is when I was in high school. Okay, nineties. I've had so many jobs, dude. Like, I, everybody knows my weirdest job is when I was a caregiver. Me and oh, my right. wife. My me and my wife lived at a care facility, and so she was the main caregiver. But then when I I stopped, we moved. I stopped with that. That wasn't the weirdest one. But then there's a while where work work slowed down. This was this was probably like two or three years ago. And yeah. I was just like, I need a side job. Um, and so I became a caregiver again, like a, like two days a week for old people. That was yeah. the weirdest job I ever had. It was horrible, dude. 
Yeah. I grew up a lifeguard. I mean, I, I, I've been a lifeguard my for shoot forever. Um, See, that's what the job, like if I was first impressions and I saw you met you, I would be like, this guy's obviously a lifeguard. (laughs) (laughs) Stop, bro. Um, Yeah, no, I started like, I swear. Well, my mom was a YMCA director. So I started in ninth grade. Um, uh, teaching swim lessons and then quickly went to the beach and I was a beach lifeguard and and you know it's crazy uh I'll do a a Corey tangent here that (laughs) um I I was sitting in a lifeguard tower in Morro Bay um and you know I was watching all these tourists come out to the beach and I'm like staring looking at this water and I'm like looking at all these people and they're and you can see it in their face faces, you know, like when everyone goes to the beach, like, dude, I really wish I could live here. Yeah. You know, yeah. Kind of have that thing. And I'm like, God, I just gotta get the heck out of here. Like, <laughs> and that's where I, and, you know, and this is when I was just surfing and drumming and working as lifeguard only. Yeah. And I was just like, I gotta do this. And so my parents have always been support uh supportive. And I hopped down into I got into the thick of it in Hollywood. Um, in 2002. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, uh, lifeguarding and drumming and, and a weird forestry firefighter. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, funky Phil mover. Yeah. Being a mover was in Philadelphia. It was weird. I got to see a lot <laughs> of weird stuff. <laughs> What's a weird job you would want to have that you like you couldn't be a drummer, but you would want like a not the job, not your dream job, but like like I always was like, man, it'd be cool to be a bike messenger. You know, like that would be a weird job for me, but <laughs> I was actually and I, I did deliver sandwiches at one point and I was on yeah. the you know, like the, the cool guys in New York where they they're on the bike and they're like they do all that yeah. Uh, seen these videos i'm like that would be awesome like because i'm kind of like an adrenaline junkie but i was uh, like that guy in the central coast on a skateboard okay and I would <laughs> that's cool weave through and i would carry and literally with like a tray of like cokes <laughs> and and um but um uh, oh wait in nashville when i lived there and this i was a valet oh really yeah uh, humble pie baby i remember pulling tim mcgraw's car <laughs> oh man yeah See, right? no, this is this is when i'm like i'm endorsed with the best companies i've been in articles and i'm like i'm doing side jobs and i'm like dude i gotta just make some money dude that so, is the life of a musician right there and, and i'm like and i and i remember pulling his car and i'm like that's tim mcgraw and, and he was he tipped me well what Thank kind of car ah uh, crap <laughs> Sorry to put you on I the think, no i think it was um gosh and he somehow i want to i want to Put this episode with him and be like, I never owned that thing. Um, <laughs> I want to say it was like it was it was black, com, like a Corvette or a Camaro. Or Sounds a right. Thing it was, yeah. And he tipped well, and I just remember like thinking like, because like you know you know how you do like the artist thing when you're in the yeah. clothing and in the, you know this kind of position now or whatever. And then but I remember then like I'm in like a valet suit. Yeah thinking like would it be weird if i go hey can i drum for you yeah <laughs> <laughs> i wonder what the odds would have been yeah 
So anyway, Man, I'm sure I'm sure that stuff happens all the time in LA. Like just, you know, everybody's an Uber driver or Postmates or something. And they're like, oh, hey, man, you know, I'm, well, this is I not really my real job. I tell that to all the musicians, but you got to do what you got to do, especially once, you know, you start getting older and personal stuff's going down. And you got, I mean, if you got a family, if you got kids, if you got any of that, obviously, you know, uh, uh, someone's got to do their thing and, you know, take, I always tell people too, like take pride in what you want to do. Right. Whether, you know, you got to get to where you, you know, you got to go. I mean, I'm, you know, sure. Successful in what I do, but I swear my dad still, I was like, Hey, so how's that? You, ever, you think you could do Costco part-time? <laughs> how's that little drum thing that you're doing? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like Seriously? Yeah. I'm like, no, I've been, I'm doing this now 18 years, man. So, wow. That's cool. Little eight month off firefighting. I do remember another crazy weird job that I had. Um, same thing in between gigs. You know, I think it was like coming home from tour and I'm like, oh man, I paid all my bills and now I'm broke. So now I need to either go back on tour or like yeah. figure out something. And I got a, uh, it was like when times were tough, man, I think before drum brigade and all that stuff. And it was just like, I got a job being a stagehand for like a commercial and dude, lowest of the low. It wasn't even like I was part of their main crew. I was just an extra hand. I think, I don't know if I've told the story on the show before, but like I was, um, it was like, I think I only did it like twice. I got called to do it. I had to wake up super early. I think call time was like 5.30 and I lived in Lake Elsinore and it was in LA, like oh, in, wow. in Studio City. So I was waking up at three in the morning to get there on time. And then I showed up at this one and it was a, a like Pampers commercial and all the babies, the baby models and their parents were there. And these, all these babies were walking around in these denim diapers. They look like, they look like they were, they were painted like jeans, like little <laughs> denim diapers. And then all the stage hands, we got like, a, a we got talked to before. And they said, as soon as all of the, um, what are they, what do they call it? The, talent and when all the talent comes these are babies yeah. when all the talent comes you're not to look at the babies do not yeah. look at them yes and you're like what does that mean and then the, all the parents were just normal parents do they were like totally fine they just had like these kids that they thought were very beautiful they're cute kids but they they were like you don't like if you see one of the talent walking towards you a toddler walking towards you you look the other way you don't look at the talent I was wow. like, this is a baby. The baby doesn't freaking know anything. <laughs> like, what the heck? It was the weirdest thing, dude. It was the weirdest thing. Like, this, this kids everywhere, kids being kids. And they're, it's funny, man. These little, these little babies kind of already had that like sense of like privilege, you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm beautiful. And like, you know, it was a weird situation, man. I remember some of the parents were really cool, but. It I've, was been a crazy, I've been on some crazy sets and, and I've met yeah. people and, like, uh, and that's, again, I, you know, we all learn from our experiences and that's, you know, even here at drum sync, you know, like I, I only hire people I want to hang out with. Um, yeah. And which is a good thing and probably a bad thing. I mean, it sounds cool when I say it, but then again, like, you know, I mean, but really, I mean, drum sync just only wants people that, you know, we would hang out with, we, you know, I, I've heard on uh, one of your episodes, you know, something about, um, you know, your, one of your mottos with the, 
not comparing or something like that or mm-hmm. um you know that's you know as far as like uh com- um what's the word camaraderie yeah camaraderie yeah but then like also like even though i spoke highly of the drum community earlier this is like one thing that i try to hear at drum sync as well as all the other thousands of drummers i've helped influence <laughs> like you know stop comparing yourself man yeah stop trying to do a something you probably shouldn't be doing or you can't do or even something you could do i don't know like i just i hate when we we really start um it gets so egotistical and prideful right Um, that's my biggest pet peeve with this with it you know it used to be so much more like that back in the day and yeah, I have this class that I've had for. I mean, and this is what's cool about drum sync. We have clients who will, drummers, friends who will never leave. And I say that kind yeah. of because I've had I've had <laughs> drummers for eight years, and and yeah. I I still got to come up every week with something to freaking teach them. Yeah, uh, but no, no, there's life a of a drum class. teacher, man. That's it. Yeah. No, there's there's this one class that I've had all these dudes, and they're killer drummers now. I mean, they didn't know what a quarter note was. Or anything, uh, but I've ha- now had them all over at least four years, but some of them five years in this one class, and they're all excellent drummers. Um, and one day, dude, now that I know them, I, I just came unleashed on them because they're just kind of being like what I saw in the industry that I don't like, right? And they're being really, um, here's my surfer lang- lingo, gnarly, yeah. <laughs> um. And and dude, I just let loose, and I was like, dude, knock that crap off, man, you didn't, you know. If he's better than you at that double pair diddle stroke roll, let him do it, you know, but you can, right. you know, you got pocket dude. And and so, yeah, I, that's one of the things I kind of get feisty about. Same here, man. All the time. I'm, I'm constantly ra- ranting about that, but yeah, man. I mean, it is a beautiful thing. Like I'm, I'm sure you've experienced too, where we, we, um, you'll hear a student play something and you can, you can glean something from that where it's oh like, man, you're developing your own style. And like, it doesn't, it, it really doesn't matter at the end of the day, you know, it's just, it, it's like, you don't have to blow my mind. You're, you're a drummer. And like, I think that's yeah, great. You know, you know and, and if we, um, are we still playing the wheel game or are we just going different? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> Uh, there's things I, I would love to share about all that stuff like yeah but, um, no keep going the wheel game i guess okay uh let's let's do one more um here we go what's the one place that you haven't been to that you would love to travel to one place in the world that you would love to go to or see i have two you know what? I've never. Um, I like the what is it? Is it? It's like Scotland, you know, Green Greenland, Iceland, all that. Oh yeah, Northern um, Hemisphere. Yeah, yeah. One of my buddies is from there, and he's always talking to me. He really likes it. So, um, man, I think I have three now. <laughs> yeah, it just looks cool. Um, yeah, and and I, I like whiskey. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a good place to go. I'm not going to put one over on you. So if there's a good whiskey out there, I wouldn't mind trying. Scotland is beautiful. I cannot understand the way. I can't understand people out there, though. Yeah. This this guy's a pipe pipe drummer. Okay. uh, Yeah, man. And and then 
And then being with Remo for a long time, I, I met one of the amazing pipe drummers, um, Kilpatrick. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so he's he's awesome. And, and those guys are their own. That's a whole different thing, man. Yeah. That, that you know, and, you know, they wear the cool skirts. So I give them That's <laughs> comfort. Buggy Phil, what do you got? Oh, man. This is hard. There's so many. Um, I'm thinking, well, I want to go to Brazil really bad, but oh, yes, New Zealand sounds cool. Uh, oh man. I really want to go to Norway. I don't know. There's, yes. there's, there's a, it's a long list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, Austria. 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 I've, I've been to Austria, but I'd like to go again. <laughs> Austria is gorgeous. Love it there. Love it. Um, I think for me, Man, I really want to go to Rio de Janeiro. I've been to Sao Paulo, but I want to. I want to go to the beach. And yeah, oh yeah, the... Brazil for sure. Just because I like yeah. to surf and and um, they they got they got a lot of a lot of good looking people and, and yes, yeah, I'm uh, yeah, uh, yeah, beautiful country, beautiful people, beautiful booties, Phil. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, that's what I was, yeah, I'm just gonna. Uh, I'm going I, with Rio. I went PC with uh, people. <laughs> uh, um, that, and I've always wanted to go to Fiji, um, just to see it. Never been, never, never, never. Um, yeah, I wouldn't even know the first thing. And then, I think, yeah, I think that's. I'm going with those two, Fiji and Rio, Rio de Janeiro. Yeah. Um, there's other places too that I know I'll never go, but like, I know that there's beautiful places like in Iran and like. Um, but you know, it's crazy to go there, but, and like in Israel, I would love to go to Israel. I know it's, that's not that crazy, but man, it'd be scary, but yeah, now it's, now it's a different story, but I think top of my list is Rio and Fiji. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, man. So yeah, we're going to wrap there. Thank you so much for uh, coming on, um, and hanging out with us. This is the thing about the Drum Brigade podcast. You've probably heard me say it a million times that we don't like, it's not like, so how did you get your start in drumming, like kind of interview? And that's so that we can leave it open-ended and have our, have our guests on. So anytime you're promoting anything or anytime you want to just come and hang out, even if we have another guest on just, man, just holler at us and like, we'll we'll do it. What? Um, uh, Well, you got, you got exit music, so I can't, I can't start. (laughs) <laughs> go for it here look look oh. at how easy this is oh it's gone <laughs> here's one of the big thing i want to really put out there right now that one of the big things i i want drummers to hear is this whole like well if i can't play i teach yeah thing and i think that's a bunch of crap because you know, from the greats that I've hung out with in LA and, and Nashville, you do everything. You have to do everything. And even part of this episode, we're talking about, you know, what are the craziest jobs, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just, cause I, I saw an article very, very recently because of this uh, pandemic. Well, yeah, I'm not playing. So I, I'm, you know, now I got to teach. Now I got to teach. Yeah. Um, you know, and, there's some great drummers way of, you know, above us that we look up to that like, well, uh, Steve Smith, we all know his name. Like mm-hmm. it's, it wasn't like he's like, I mean, he's known for both right. great playing 
great educator. Uh, the drum, the video of drum history. You guys got to watch it. I can't remember what it is. Um, I guess that's the one thing I just want to like put out there in the world right now is like knock that out of the park. Like it's not either or, you know, I mean, if I got to play for six days, I'll play for six days. You know, I've, I have, I had months where I'm, I made 3,500 bucks just playing alone. Yeah. Yeah. But I've also made 6,000 in one month, you know, teaching, you know, not one is greater than the other. And I right. think that was one of the things. And, and I think, cause right now with the Instagram and the YouTube, everyone's hitting hitting the online thing is, you know, I just want to share, you know, like I, I look at all these players the same, you know, and I want, I want people to treat it that way as well. Um, instead of them just thinking like, well, Oh, he's just a, you know, uh, an educator or versus a performer. I don't no. know. These days, these days that is, that is just not reality it's like i feel like these days the record industry and the music industry isn't what it used to be you know and um like for my career i spent so many years touring and and then uh you know coming home and being like oh man i i'm in between jobs it's like i i lost my job after every tour you know and um so i i call i i, I liken it to raking the leaves sometimes to be a successful yeah. musician you have to do a little bit of this and a little bit of that and well, you, have to. you make it work and even the guys on the top level that are are on these major these major amazing tours come home and they do a lot of the similar jobs that we're doing they're either teaching or they're 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 playing you know wedding gigs and corporate gigs and and then they oh, get a great tour that's exact that's like exactly what my whole career has been is like i come home from a tour it's been a great tour now i gotta teach now i yeah. gotta like i gotta play local gigs you know i gotta get a job like you know and and fortunately it's not really like that anymore um yeah no, but, I, sorry i knew we were about to leave but i was like no that was, oh, it's okay i really wanted to share that because like i got irked from that um the other day and i was like no dude we're all i'm i'm tired of hearing like well you either teach or you play or if you know no um, but no it's not true you guys so yes but, okay cool see now bad. i'm glad you got that out because that's um <laughs> that needed to be said and the world needed to hear that and you can you can be good at both yeah. but the best if you're if you have that mentality of like yeah, I can't play now, so I gotta teach. You're probably not the best teacher, man. You're probably yeah. not. You, you're probably going in with the wrong attitude. Okay, you're not trying and to help I people. won't go off on this, but I hear the music. But don't stop with all the fast drumming, you guys. Don't go fast. <laughs> it's not about the notes. Gospel chops earlier. I'm not hating on gospel chops. Those are amazing drummers and awesome stuff. But just let's go. Let's go pocket, baby. This dude sounds exactly like me, Phil. It's the same thing. It's like <laughs> one of us. <laughs> it's the same dude if people want to get in touch with you or people want to um take lessons from your school what's the best way um just at 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 drum sync academy you know any of the platforms um instagram um or just email drum at drum sync academy cool. uh, dot com and uh you know obviously find me online uh, cool your website uh drum sync academy dot com Right? Yeah, that's S Y N C, like your favorite band, N Sync. Okay, yeah. Check out the website, guys. It's really cool. Um, very like clean and just like in, informative, and um, you, you know, like you heard, it's a different approach. A lot of group classes and cool stuff like that. Um, hopefully, when this whole pandemic is over, 
we can all maybe we can come down there and do a clinic maybe we can do a live podcast we can um, totally do that that's that's not that's not yeah a, that's not a if that's just win that would be really cool yeah we'd love to do that like somehow link up drum brigade and drum sync that would be dope um kyle man thank you so much for coming on the drum brigade podcast we really appreciate it thank you for sharing your perspective and and uh filling us in and and great getting to know you a little bit more and hopefully we can do it again soon yeah appreciate you guys all the best right on all right take care guys drum brigade podcast buddy yeah 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 oh buddy (laughs) episode 82 of the drum brigade pod thanks to kyle for coming on man drum sync academy very cool he just showed us a video of him doing group classes via zoom it's dope man it's dope to meet other people that are like like us you know yeah um cool dude so cool dude man cool cool like what he's doing keeping the 909 alive <laughs> i have like disdain for the the 909 i don't like it out there because i grew up out there oh, but is, is 909 marietta is that what that is or... uh it's the it's all of the Enlin empire uh, so okay so yeah it's it used to be the area code of all of the Enlin empire so uh, okay i get it um so like riverside pomona you know and all the way to lake elsinore marietta temecula so and then it changed to 951 so mm. Um, but yeah, he's still 909 and in, in like the greater, like in the, in the night, in the like Riverside area, that's where everybody still has 909. Okay. Anyways. Um, so that was cool for him to come on, chill out with us, hang out. sounds like he's doing some great things and, um, yeah, it's good. Um, dude, I didn't have a, I didn't have a soapbox last week. I know, but that ain't this week, Phil. It's been a while. I have a few things to get off my chest. Oh, no. But thankfully, I haven't been playing too many schmucky metal gigs, and therefore, I haven't had too many things to complain about. No one's been touching your cymbals, so that's a good thing. No, no one. Unless people have been sneaking in the studio and touching them. I've been a little bit here and there. (laughs) I knew it. Fingerprints. I I knew I saw them on there. I even bought, like, calamari. I didn't eat it. (laughs) I I didn't eat it. I just got it just to get that authentic (laughs) calamari finger grease. On your oh my god! <laughs> I saw. I did see a little piece of like like the calamari. Like instead of instead of symbol pads, it was just calamari. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, dude! So, we should make a video of that like <laughs> new drum brigade symbol felts actually made out of calamari. <laughs> Fried calamari. The dude. tone. It's so greasy. <laughs> Oh God, dude! Best symbol tone you'll ever hear. Oh, um, we got to do that. Yeah, heck yeah! So this 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 uh pot this um soapbox. It's a quick one, but I am mad, Phil. What happened? Okay, I'm like I'm trying to figure out through this whole quarantine, like how I can chill more. Like how could I make <laughs> my situation more comfortable? Okay, okay. I have a back patio that we don't use. We've just been using it for storage since we moved into place. Yeah. I took it upon myself to be like, I have more time. It's time to do some work around the house and like, let's clean up the back patio. Let's just clean it up. 
So I have like a lot of the brigade stuff stored out there that we use for trade shows. I have like my Vespa scooters out there. And so I'm like, well, I, you know, I'm into cycling. I want to go riding bikes, but I I don't really want to be out in like public riding my bike. Cause if I get hit or get hurt, I don't want to go to the hospital. So I set up my bike trainer out there, like a stationary bicycle, cleaned up the whole spot, man, swept, cleaned it. It's pristine. Threw a bunch of stuff away. I'm like, how can I, how can I step this up a, a level? Went to Walmart, bought a hammock, Phil. No. Bought a hammock. For real? Yes. Oh yeah. Bro, the glory of hammocks. I did not know. Oh, hammocks man. are the most glorious things. I used to have one and I miss it so much. It is wonderful. They okay. are. <laughs> hung this bad boy, hung out out there, gr- cracked open a cold one, did some reading. I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm on vacation. I'm in my backyard. This is amazing. Well, I bought the first one. It was made out of like parachute material. It wasn't stretchy. So it wasn't the most comfortable. Okay. So my wife's like, you should take it back and get a different one. I'm yeah. like, you're right. Take it back, get a stretchy one. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, dude, this chill factor of this is just greater than anything I've ever experienced. Hung that bad, hung the new one. It's stretchy. It just cradles me like a baby. It's wonderful. <laughs> so I hang out on it one night, talk to Kevin Aguchi for a while on the phone, just chilling, doing some research, reading, whatever. I'm like, I couldn't be more wearing board shorts, flip flops. I'm in Hawaii, dude. That's amazing. The next day, I got to do some reading. I want to get my coffee and chill out on my back patio, get some fresh air. I go out there, I'm hanging out. Dude, couldn't be more relaxed. Just swinging back and forth. Just wind is blowing. Nice light breeze. Until, boom, I'm flat on my butt because this stupid cheap Walmart hammock decided to come unraveled and break on me. What? Yes. Yes. You've been eating too much. Yes. (laughs) Dude, (laughs) am I like, have you ever seen Shallow Howl? You know that movie oh, with Jack Black, Jack I, White. I, I mean, Jack Black. I saw it. It's been so long though. I can't. I couldn't remember anything. It's when he's like, he sees his girl, like with Gwyneth Paltrow. She's like four or five hundred pounds, but he sees her as this skinny, like young. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm like, okay, am okay. I? Is that my? Am I envisioning myself like shallow Hal? Like, am I really like six hundred pounds? But like, <laughs> I think I'm like skinny. You know, like <laughs> I'm like. Because that's what the movie's like. She would sit down in a chair and break it. And he was just like, he didn't he didn't see her that way. So he didn't really know. Yeah. So I'm like, I just laid on this hammock and it came unraveled. Uh, and I'm on the ground and my elbow's bruised now. Oh, my iPad's flying up in the air. Thankfully, oh, no. it didn't break. I'm oh. like, what the heck happened? I was like, so mad, dude. Oh, that sucks. So mad. That super sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So if you make something... I don't care if I get it. Dude, what is with me getting things at Walmart? One time I bought a bike from Walmart before I got like into cycling like I am now. I bought this bike. Dude, fully did research. My wife was telling this story. Did all this research. Was like, okay, like it's not the best bike, but at least I can ride it. It's my size. I can. It's like a mountain bike. I'm like, at least I can ride it and just get some kind of exercise before I can afford a real bike. Yeah. Bought this bike, spent like 200 bucks on it or whatever. Obviously, you get what you pay for. Adjusted the handlebars, adjusted the seat. Me and my wife were like, let's ride bikes to the store. Okay, cool. It's like half of a mile, a quarter of a mile from our house when where we used to live. 
bro, maybe 10 seconds into our ride, I'm riding down the street, pedaling, the chain breaks, the gears break, everything is just, it's like a cartoon, dude, just pieces flying off, and I'm like pedaling like, like, what the heck is going on? This thing is completely broken down to where I, it's like I'm still in the bike position, like on the floor, pretending to pedal Uh-oh. because every, and there's just a trail of pieces behind <laughs> me, like a cartoon, dude. It's <laughs> exactly how everything is that I get from Walmart. And now Stop. I have the just... bug for hammocks that I just want to relax and I want chill mode. Oh, that's so good. Stop buying stuff from Walmart. <laughs> dude, I'm done. I don't even like going into Walmart and like, here, um, here I am laying oh. on the floor with a bruised elbow and an iPad and an iPencil, Apple Pencil spread about. Oh I'm my like, gosh. That's amazing. Son of a bee. The heck is wrong with this situation? Stop with your cheap stuff, Walmart. Oh. People just want to chill. That's great. That's amazing. I ain't trying to hear that right now. Gosh. Gosh, dude. So have you been hunting for a new hammock or what? Oh, yeah. I'm getting a real one. For real? Yeah, I'm going. I'm getting one that's like from like like REI or something. Nice. Like I'm not. I'm not wasting my time on stupid, stupid Walmart. Yeah, we had one for a really long time. It was like uh, woven or something and stretchy, and we we had it up for a long time. And we, but we left it out constantly. So eventually, yeah. like it stretched out to the point where it wasn't working as great anymore. And I mean, it was hanging outside for years. Yeah. But dude, I miss that. Yeah, I I I want one of those, I think, like a rope one. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't really I want I want to get like a real a real like backpackers one that you can camp in, you know, you can sleep in. Yeah. But I think that's a little bit too expen- too extensive for the back patio. Like I just want a a relaxing rope hammock that you use on vacation. Yeah. It is it was wonderful, dude. Hammocks are... Who knew? Who knew hammocks were so wonderful? I had no idea. Yeah, they're great. It really helps you take <laughs> advantage of our amazing climate here in San Diego. Yeah. I'm like, why didn't I do this sooner? It just You just are inspired to read and like just chill, dude. Yeah. I need to get a hammock. The only other problem is there's these flies out there that like... They just swarm in circles and they don't they don't really bother you. I don't know if they're flies, but I bought like this extensive fly trap and it's like there's flies in there, but it ain't those flies. They're just like, "Oh cool. Huh, that that thing." And then they just keep swarming. Oh man. And even when I was laying on the hammock, they're not landing on you or anything. They're just flying. Oh, that's you annoying. know. Yeah. So, I don't know, whatever. I'm getting a new hammock, dude. I'm going to go to a sporting goods store and try to get a new one and um you get a bug because, zapper too. Yeah, I know. I they they won't I, I got one of those some of those sticky things that the flies land on and then they can't get off. And I got some I got like this crazy hanging fly trap that it like smells like disgusting, but they fly in and then they can't get out. Yeah. And they're not landing in there. They're not it's not helping them at all. Dude, I got so, this thing that's like a little tennis racket that uh I saw that it's electrified. It has a button you have to push. It uses it's it was pretty cheap, I think it was like twenty bucks. It has a, a button. You put the batteries in the handle. And you push this button, and it's it's electrified. <laughs> so whenever you see flies, and you just like press the button and swing it at them, and they, they're just they drop. Just no way. It's so satisfying. It's not like 
is not the most practical way of getting rid of flies, you know, as you yeah. could imagine, because, you know, sometimes they're too quick and you can't hit them. But, um, dude, it's so satisfying. It's just, it really feels good to be able to, like, just destroy those little pests. And dude. <laughs> yeah. I, I was thinking about getting, they have that for, like, five bucks at Walmart. And I was thinking about getting that. And I'm like, nah, this should work. Dude, the other thing is, I had a second soapbox that I won't get on, but me and Summer decided to go on a hike mm-hmm. the other night. And um, we were just like, we were trying to get on a hike all day. And then we just were like, okay, let's just go on a quick hike. There's this little hike off of, off of in Carlsbad that we wanted to do. It was not, not much of a hike, but it was a hike. Bro, I got eaten alive by oh. mosquitoes. Like, it was so crazy. They were landing in my hair, like on my head. I was walking around like this and they were still biting me. Like I was uh. rubbing my head. They were uh, my elbows are all lumpy from freaking like like mosquito bites. They're all I mean my head is all like itchy and lumpy from mosquito bites, dude. <laughs> that sucks. That's so cr- <laughs> That just reminded uh. me of Channing Channing's comment when you said you like camping and he's like 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 outside. <laughs> you like it was so weird. I was like, you mean like outside? I'm like, what other way is there to camp? I'm like, you don't like it? He's like, no. Nah. <laughs> like, so matter of fact, no, nah. no. Nah. I could see why. I mean, like that, dude, mosquitoes are horrible. I hate mosquitoes. Yeah. It was, I'm, I'm getting like, I don't know what it is about me, dude. Like I, this, it's crazy. And I don't know why they always attack my head. I'll have to talk about that on another time because there's a whole lot of stories I have about getting eaten alive by mosquitoes, dude. My trip to Puerto Rico, forget it. Gosh, forget it. But we have to wrap this show. So, okay. Um, yeah, I'll tell you about that later, Phil. Uh, all right. Anyways, gentlemen and ladies and young people and old people, black people, white people, just kidding. <laughs> all the people that listen to the Drum Brigade podcast, we thank you for listening. Thanks to Kyle for coming on, talking about all the many things that he does and um, stuff. And uh, thank you, Funky Phil. Yeah. If you guys want to help Funky Phil and his wife, please look at his Facebook page. Help them find these idiots that stole their stuff and donate money. Please. Please. Forget about supporting the Drum Brigade. Support Funky Phil and his wife. And oh, his two little babies. That's sweet. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> For real. That sucks, dude. That's not... You guys don't deserve that. And like, yeah, I hope people help you out. So um, that being said, this is episode 82 of the Drum Brigade podcast. I'm Corey Kingston. That's Funky Phil. Thank you guys for listening. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade podcast. This podcast was recorded in the Beat Locker at Pimp City in Oceanside, California. This podcast was produced by Funky Phil Pardell, and all drops and original music are by Corey Kingston. The Drum Brigade theme song is I Don't Like Your Music by The Busters. For more episodes, please visit drumbrigade.com and hit up our archives to hear some great interviews with Thomas Lang, Daniel Glass, Stan Bicknell, Tosh the Drummer, Kurt Buscara, Mike Dawson, and many, many more. For all other things, or to get in touch, please visit drumbrigade.com. Oh yeah, one more thing. Like and subscribe. Yeah.